Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, we use diapers as a backup, so diaper-free does not mean not using diapers. Diaper-free means you're not using it as a toilet. You're free from the conventional way of diapering, which is stick it on them. This is their toilet. They know nothing else. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. All right. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I have been dying to interview you since I got introduced to you and elimination communication, which I think is like maybe the strangest thing after baby led weaning, or perhaps more strange than baby led weaning. And I mean no disrespect to your field, but like, tell us what elimination communication is, because I think it's wild if it's true that it's really possible. It is so possible. I've done it with all five of mine, and we will definitely talk about that probably, I think. <laughs> and we call it easy for short. So basically, it's infant potty training. You're not relying on diapers as a toilet from as early as birth, but people do it between zero and 18 months. And it's all based on instincts. So um, similar to baby led weaning, you've got a baby who is developmentally ready to do certain things at certain ages. Uh, newborns come out and they put in a diaper and then they cry and cry and cry because they want you to take it off and potty them in a hygienic way. They don't want to pee on themselves. They don't want to poop on themselves. Certainly not the second one. And um, they try to tell you and you're like, oh, let me try the breast and they pop off of it. Oh, let me see. Maybe you're tired and they rock you and shush you. By the time a parent figures out why the baby's screaming their head off, they look in the diaper and say, oh, you're wet or you're, you have a booby diaper. That's why you're crying. But if you back up a few steps, they were actually crying to get you to take it off. So this is all built around this premise that humans and that actually all mammals are born with these super strong instincts to keep them free from all sorts of diseases by insisting that they go away from you, their bed, and themselves. So we just are born with this very strong desire for hygiene. So I know you as the EC person. Where did you learn about this? Before I ever had kids, actually. When I didn't know if I was going to have kids, I heard of a friend of a friend who had a baby, like one of the first in our community out in California, and they didn't use diapers. They just had her pee in the sink. And I was like, whatever that is, that sounds great compared to when I was 11 and 12 and 13 and babysitting and having to change all these poopy diapers, I was like, whatever they're doing with their new baby, I'm going to figure that out if I have kids. And sure enough, when I got pregnant, like three years later, I looked it up and I found a book on it and I read it like four times. And when my baby came, I spent a couple of weeks and months trying to figure out 
how to do that. Because if that was true that they were asking for my help, then I felt like I would be a bad parent if I didn't try to provide that for my first son. And it worked instantly. Like it was just amazing. So um, I tried to find people who also did it as well. And I found a few, but they were super disorganized. So anyway, I ended up going down the path of geeking out on it and learning as much as I could from obscure resources and eventually writing my own book, of course, because I'm that kind of a Virgo. (laughs) So wait, did you do it with all five of your kids? And did it work like the same each way? Because I know like, I did not do baby led weaning with my oldest than I did with my quadruplets. But by then I had a system when I did it with my twins. So I kind of tweaked it each time. Like, did you do that? Or did you like set the way you're going to do it and do it with all five kids before you kind of went into this professionally? I started with my son and I wrote my book when he was five months old. And then when he was 12 months old, I finished it and started selling my book. So I was figuring it out and other people were asking me, how did you do that? What are you doing? Why do you keep getting up in the middle of yoga with our babies and disappearing for a little while? And I was pottying him. So I did that from the beginning. I never knew that whole phenomenon of waiting for them to fill up their diaper or smelling their diaper to see if they were full and changing them. Like my other four children, I started at birth with them as well. I figured why not work with nature instead of against nature from the beginning? So yeah, all five of mine were out of diapers by walking. None of them had to be potty trained. And all of them pretty much pooped in the potty from birth. But when you say out of diapers, if they were never in diapers, how do you get out of diapers? Or am I misunderstanding? Yeah, we use diapers as a backup. So diaper-free does not mean not using diapers. Diaper-free means you're not using it as a toilet. You're free from the conventional way of diapering, which is stick it on them. This is their toilet. They know nothing else. So back in the 50s and before in the United States, our grandparents and great-grandparents would have them in a diaper till they were walking and then they didn't want to wash them anymore. So anything they got between zero and 12 months in a toilet or somewhere other than the diaper was bonus points. But at about 12 months, they stopped using diapers too. And so technically they were using them as a backup, like we use them with EC as a backup. And um, nomadic tribes across history are in cold weather. They would use something inside the sling or the wrap or the papoose to absorb anything until they took them out of that. So there's always been some kind of a form of a diaper, I think, except for in hot areas, they didn't need them. So when we're in the modern world, yeah, we're going to use it as a backup because we don't want that everywhere. And um, actually the backup encourages them to hold it more and to signal more strongly. So we use it as a tool, like it's brilliant and why not? Okay, so I know with baby led weaning, like it's one of the few things that appeals to a second time parent. Like they do traditional spoon feeding, they get a picky eater with their first kid. The next time they're like interested in figuring this out. I know from a personal standpoint, I had seven kids in three years. At one point we had six kids in diapers. Like I was just dying from a financial standpoint. So I get the point that you save money. Like with baby led weaning, you save money if you make your own food. You're making it for yourself, just make it for the kids as well. But in addition to saving money from not buying diapers or as many diapers, are there other benefits of teaching babies at such a young age how to potty hygienically? And apologies if I'm using the wrong language. It's great language. You've got it. I've never had more than one in diapers and I should have had four in diapers at one point. So I get you. And I feel bad that you didn't know about this. I know. I found you after just too late. Oh, it's okay. Now you can tell everybody else about it. Instead. This is why you're on the podcast. Like, I can't <laughs> believe that this is a thing. I like, I have to meet her in real life and see if it's true. But what are the benefits? Yeah. So most parents do it part-time, about 55% by my surveys, which means they're not doing it all day, every day. So one of the benefits that everybody says is connection. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you might feel completely incompetent as a new parent, especially as a new mom. And like everything is new and it's overwhelming. Being able to depend on nature to provide you with this amount of success, like you catch a pee in the potty or a poop in the potty and you didn't have to wipe it out of every crevice known to man. It is amazingly, it's confidence building. So you become a better parent from the get-go, more connected. The connection between you, when they see that you're listening and they start to communicate to you around a couple weeks old and look to you for help, it's like, it just warms your heart. So that's kind of like an intangible thing, right? Other than that, though, you save time. So you're not changing endless diapers. Your house smells better. I've never owned a diaper pail, a diaper genie or whatever. You're saving the environment. So nobody really seems to ultimately care about this, unfortunately. (laughs) They say they do, but when the rubber hits the road, they're like, I'd rather use diapers because they're convenient. Well, if you're out of diapers between 12 and 18 months, which is what the Montessori school of thought says is the sensitive period for getting out of diapers. Like that's when children are completely like down to do the steps to finish. Like they're completely motivated and you're out of diapers. You are saving all of those from going into the landfill. They never biodegrade. I don't think they ever will. They say 500 years. They're all full of poop and pee and chemicals that I imagine someday will off-gas and kill us all. It's a huge problem. Waste management cannot figure this one out. And it's the third largest item in our waste stream. 27 billion get thrown away in our country alone. And landfills are filling up. So if you want your child to have a planet to live on, you know, then maybe that's kind of what could guilt you into trying EC, but major benefit for the environment for sure. I've saved about 10 grand. I think it's also, oh, here's the big one. I will tell you this. This is great. I take all five of my children out to nice restaurants at least once a week. These children have massive spikes in self-esteem and confidence. They trust their bodies. They don't have a negative impression of their parts, their areas. They get how their bodies work and they have full sovereignty over their bodies. And I feel like that is probably the biggest gift. Like even if you do it super part-time for like a year and then they're out of diapers by like 15 months during the day, you have saved them from so much shame. (laughs) And that is like, nobody really thinks about that because they can't talk about it. All right. So a lot of parents are going to be like, wait a minute, I'm going to check this out. I'm interested in it. But my kid goes to daycare. So how can daycare or having external childcare or child provider who's not the parent, how can that delay EC potty training? And then what are some suggestions for parents and caretakers who do have to rely on child support? Like, is this compatible or like can only the parents do it? Yeah, it's totally compatible. And I have a few success stories on my podcast, the Go Diaper Free podcast that you can listen to. Uh, One in particular, it stands out as a teacher and she did EC just before and after. So 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, her child was in daycare. Before, when the day began, she would do EC with her. She'd potty her at the wake up one. She'd get her from daycare at the end of the day and do EC during the rest of the evening, have her in training pants and just, you know, communicate and connect with her that way. When the child turned 18 months at home, she wasn't using diapers anymore, but her daycare would not go along with it. They said, no, when she's two, we'll go along with it. So she sent her in a diaper and the baby would just not poop at daycare and would just wait Mm -hmm. till she got home, do it in the potty. 
So they adapt to it. And then at two, the daycare finally agreed to go along with it. Um, the mom did like a really short potty training experience, just like, hey, this is the final step. It was joyous. It was like a day and it was great. And she was totally out of diapers everywhere. Children are really smart and they just adapt. I would say the biggest tip I could give is if you find a daycare that's cool with cloth diapering, they're probably going to be cool with at least not having your child in diapers, like if you have them in a training pant instead. And they might even be, you know, cooperative with taking them to the potty when they do the diaper changes, just offering. I have a couple blog posts on that. And I just released a mini course on daycares because it can keep people from starting it. But everybody tells me this, even the tiniest bit of EC, it's an exposure technique. So the tiniest bit of it does make an impact. So if you just do it once a day, when you do potty training, if you even have to, it'll be easy. The tiniest bit is an exposure. I love that. And there's so many similarities between EC and BLW because daycare can be a major barrier for parents because sometimes daycares will say things like, we only let babies eat purees. Like, what? Like, you're going to stop them from eating other foods? Like, no, no, it's just our policy. And then a lot of times if the parents are proactive and they request an appointment and they show the foods that the babies are confident in self-feeding, then the daycare providers are like, oh, hold up. Like, that's actually less work for me. I'm not saying that daycare providers are lazy, but at the end of the day, like, it sounds like a lot of work. And then you realize, you know, this is actually makes less work for all parties, not to mention this is what your child was born to do. It's like the thing we've done traditionally is actually like the most unnatural thing. So I know we were trying to talk about like natural versus unnatural stuff earlier. And you did baby led weaning with your five kids. Is that correct? Yes, I did. How did you get other people like on board with it? Or I mean, I know you're in Asheville, North Carolina. It sounds like you have a community that's pretty like-minded as far as like your immediate circle. But like, I'm sure it wasn't always like that. Any tips for our parents who are like feeling isolated? Like I'm the only one who wants to do EC or I'm the only one who wants to do baby led weaning. How did you make that happen as a new mom? Well, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. So I really didn't care what other people thought. Honestly, my mom from the beginning was like home birth, ah, free birth, ah, well, all these things that you're doing with your babies, ah. And then when she saw it all in action, she's like, you're actually doing a really good job as a mom and I trust you. And that was really the biggest barrier. Like, what is my mom going to think? And once she got over the shock of things and the way I chose to do things, she's really chilled out a lot and learned a lot from me. As far as communities, I lived in California before. Now I live in Asheville. People are weird in both places. So it hasn't really been a thing. <laughs> But like, you know, I don't, I also don't brag about it or talk about all that stuff. And if people ask, then I tell them. So it's kind of like, we, we all... But I think once people get in your community, like you have an yeah. amazing community. And I was going to ask you next about that. If you could tell us like for people that want to learn more and like start checking your stuff out, where's the best place for them to go? And what can we do to help support your business? Well, um, I have a free easy start guide. It's a one pager. It's at godiaperfree.com. Pretty much all over the site. You can sign up for it. But that one is... It just gives you like, hey, here's the most common positions, most common signals, some timing to look for, and it'll get your little pinky toe wet. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. My book is absolutely, like, if this sounds like, ooh, I don't know if this will work for me and maybe I have to work full time or something, or I pretty much suck at everything else, I don't know. Just get my book. I make it so easy. It is 
so easy. We overcomplicate everything, but it is so natural. It's so easy. I break it down with pictures and everything. And it comes with a community. So the other thing I was going to say, like with baby led weaning, with breastfeeding, co-sleeping, anything you're having a challenge with as a new parent, lucky for us that we live in an age where we can join all these communities. And we have on Facebook, we also have off Facebook and my coaches um, help people. I trained them to help people. So like any question, any time of day or night, you can ask us. And it comes with the audio book right now because nobody has time to read a book. I know I never did. Um, when I had babies, it's like audiobooks were my go-to. So it comes with that, but also this video library. So you could actually see what is it like to hold a tiny baby in this position and make that noise. Like I wouldn't know how to handle my baby if I didn't get to see it in videos. So yeah, all of that, it comes with my book and I highly recommend it. <laughs> and you have a podcast too, right? Go Diaper Free Podcast. Can I do. I be yeah. on it to talk about baby led weaning. I feel like our people like love each other. I would love that. We have to do that. Yeah, my podcast is on episode 150, I think now. And I do it every week and we cover all sorts of topics. I mean, you could literally learn everything you need to know just from the podcast. But you have a lot of different resources for people that learn differently. I do too. Some parents are like, I learned everything I needed to know about baby led weaning from the podcast. I'm like, great. And some other parents are like, I did not have time to listen to 165 episodes of your podcast. I'm like, well, I've got this for you. Some people are visual learners. Some people are audio. Like one thing I love about your email list off the charts, entertaining and informative. I don't even have babies. And I just love to read your emails because I love the pictures. I hate how so many like marketers don't put pictures in their, it, like when you're doing babies, like you got to have pictures and videos of the babies eating and going to the bathroom without diapers on. Like, I mean, it's kind of a wild thing to like get in your email inbox, but like sign up for our email list for sure, you guys. And I'm going to link to everything that she mentioned on the show notes for this episode. If you guys go to blwpodcast.com. All right. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. This has been highly informative. I just tell everyone about you when they say they think baby led weaning is obscure. I was like, well, you better check out elimination communication because Babies can do so many more things than we give them credit for. And I think that's kind of the common vein throughout both of our areas of expertise in our professions is that like we're allowing babies to do something that maybe is not traditionally what everybody has done yet. You know, if we look before like 100 years in like, you know, before there was all aisle food of pouches at Target that you could squeeze in your baby's mouth, like what do you think babies ate? They ate modified versions of the same foods the rest of the family ate. Like before there were 300 quadrillion diapers in the landfills, like what did people do? Like, I lived in Nepal as a Peace Corps volunteer after college. I always talk about this, but like people, there was no diapers in my community and like people would hold a baby and you pull the baby on your lap and the baby start peeing and you kind of move the baby over and the baby would pee on the ground. Like, I mean, maybe I did already do elimination communication. I don't know. That was it. That was it. Basically. I was doing it. Show. I didn't even know. Yes. I overthought it. Overcomplicated yeah. it. And you know, what's crazy is the babies are born with the same hormones we have. So when you wake up, when your baby wakes up in the morning, they need to pee just like you need to pee. After your baby has had a warm drink of something they need to end up having a bowel movement within like an hour or two. They are exactly the same as us. They're just smaller. And they have the exact same needs that we do, just like with VLW. EC is the same thing. It's just, what would you do it, like with any human when they wake up? Just try it. Hey, anybody listening, when your baby wakes up next time, just hold them over something and see what happens. Make this sound. The sound of running water and see what happens. You never know. I love it. Or you it. see them pooping, just tell them to wait and hold them over something instead of waiting for the diaper. Like it's just that little bit of a mind shift, you know? Can I ask you another question? This is not, you guys can stop listening if you don't have toddlers. I really need to pick your brain. But like my last two are three, like my sixth and seventh are twins. And with my quadruplets, I mean, I'm just, sorry, I'm lazy. I didn't know about any of this. And I always just start potty training at three because I can't deal. And then now they're in that, I hate pull-ups because I think they're so dumb and they're so expensive. And then they're just like grosser than underpants. But like now they're like stuck in the pull-ups phase. Like how do you just, stop them from using it? Do I just have to just take them away and 
do more laundry. Like I don't know how to stop with the pull-ups for three-year-olds. Yeah. Like during the day or at night? No, at night. At night. Yeah. (laughs) That's tough. So when we teach them to do things a certain way, it's harder to teach them out of it. So either you teach them to use the potty and to use the diaper, just an emergency, you know, or you teach them to use the toilet. It kind of becomes harder after three or four. I know. And they always say like, oh, your kids aren't going to go to kindergarten, not potty train. I'm like, these two might because I'm so freaking lazy. Yeah. So here's the thing I have for over 18 months, day or night. I have another book called the Tiny Potty Training Book. So my EC book is Go Diaper Free. And that's my most popular thing. But if you've missed the window and you're listening to this, you're like, ah, my child's 23 months or whatever, then get my other book because that only takes about a week and you get over the hump of potty training and then you can night train at the same time or night train later. And there's a whole section on that. Half of the book is troubleshooting because everybody has the exact same problem. Yeah, I know. It's like baby led weaning. It's like this cyclical, like, I mean, if you haven't done it before, it's new to you. Because like, I'm like, this is a completely foreign field to me. And that's sad because this is my sixth and seventh kid. But I just don't even remember what I did with the other ones. I'm like, how did I do that? And here's the thing. The guilt is going to kill you. That's the worst part. Like you are where you are, where you are. Everybody listening right now is where they are. It doesn't matter what you've done before. But now that you have new information, do you want to try some part-time EC? If they're under 18 months, great. Do you want to just potty train if they're like 20 months old? Do it. Like the sooner you're out of diapers, the easier everything gets. Like your life gets simpler when there are no diapers. Your child will have less tantrums. They will be more like normalized and stable and happy and less fussy. And who doesn't want that? I definitely want that. I hate fuss. Drives me nuts. But yeah, like I have another book for that. So you you can night train probably within a week or two. I'm getting it right right now, uh, seriously. <laughs> and I'll keep you posted. People always ask me, I think just because I have a lot of kids, like my thoughts on potty training, I'm like, I don't even, like, I don't know. Do you want to talk about feeding your baby all day long? But like, I don't know anything about sleep training. And that's why I love having the podcast. I get to learn things about it. When people ask me, I'm like, I don't know, but go follow Andrea at Go Diaper Free and she'll teach you everything you need. So <laughs> exactly. Andrea, oh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Go Diaper Free. And we have lots of cute baby pictures if you just want to get in on those. With and without diaper. I mean, literally, it's great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. And I learned a lot about EC. Awesome. Thanks for having me. From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts.